This is Melanie Ake. Today on Everyday Leaders, you'll meet Jesse Smith, who affectionately calls himself Jesse Paul Smith, because he says there are too many Jesse Smiths in the world. This Jesse Smith shares how he learned valuable lessons from sharing the dance stage with Justin Timberlake, and now he's influencing the world with his passions. There are many people to thank for the visibility of the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 new Airstream mobile podcast studio. Christie's Design and Sign, located in Greenwood, Indiana, is one of the companies. We chose to include Christie to help us create the right messaging and visibility for our new mobile studio. Christie's Design and Sign can help you with your graphic and messaging needs for many projects. If you want a company that goes above and beyond for your business needs, Choose Christie's Design and Sign. I'm really excited to share what's happening at Everyday Leaders. Go to everydayleaders.com. Subscribe to my website where you can learn strategies to become a leader in your own life. On the everydayleaders.com podcast page, you can connect to the guest of the 2019 Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 Leadership Summit and listen to your favorite episodes of the Everyday Leaders 50 and 50 podcast. Now, if you're ready to take the next step and become a leader in your own life, go to my Everyday Leaders store, select the Life Strategies courses, corporate strategy workshops, or even personal coaching. Go to everydayleaders.com, subscribe, and keep up to date on all of our programs and valuable leadership lessons. Everyday Leaders 50 and 50, Jesse Smith, otherwise known as Jesse Paul Smith. Welcome. Hey, hey, hey. So good to be here. I got to play this. (laughs) (laughs) Man, that song is going to be forever JMT famous, let me tell you. (laughs) Justin Timberlake can thank me later. I know. I was like, I have to cue this up because Joe's like looking at me like, what does this mean? Because he's not a John Maxwell person and he hasn't been to the IMC. Yeah. I'm on the dark side. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. You know, it's so funny because that song, I didn't even like when I picked that song. So it came to me in August of 18 and said, listen, you know, we know who you used to dance with and can you pick out a song that you would be willing to dance for? You know, Paul wants you to dance on stage. He wants to give you, you know, kind of your own private little show. And honestly, like I wasn't thinking, the funny thing is I wasn't thinking about what Justin Timberlake song I could pick. Mm-hmm. Like, um, because if that was the case, I would have picked his, like, I love you, his first solo single that he released on his, on his uh, first solo album. But all I could think about was what are my kids going to want? What will my kids get excited about watching dad dance to? Mm -hmm. And they love the troll song. And that's exactly what that's from. So I picked that song because I wanted them to watch me dance live on Facebook because I had a couple of friends that, well, one of them was using my phone. And so I told, I told them when I was going to be dancing. And so um, that was the reason why, and then it didn't even dawn on me. Oh yeah, that's a Justin Timberlake song. <laughs> and, uh, and so now I've danced that song. I mean, it's, it's all over every JMT or knows that, I mean, that's plugged into the group in any way, shape or form. They know that song. They actually used, had me dance that song in Romania. Cause I went to the Romanian IMC and did some stuff with the youth over there and got to do a, a, a small snippet with Paul on stage. And so that, that song is now. JM part of the JMT DNA. It's your legacy, right? It's your legacy. You didn't even know it. (laughs) 
I just I had to throw that in there because you know I always figure a way. I got to connect because I don't think I've ever really sat down and talked to you one on one. So I thought, oh my gosh, this is going to be so much fun. I have so many questions for you, and um, and, yeah. and part of this podcast is just you know helping people overcome everyday obstacles. And so how do they do mm-hmm. it? What is our mindset? And I have tons of John Maxwell people that are really stepping into living that life of purpose. You know, many people go through the program and they go, okay, I can go back and use that in my company. But there are so many people that are like, okay, this has given me the voice and the path that I needed. And so now I know exactly what I want to do with this. And that's what's so cool. But I'm going to just open this up because something that you said, I kept writing down and I'm like, Oh my gosh, feeling like you don't fit into the suit. There are so many things of people in life that if they're listening to this right now and they feel like they're putting on the wrong outfit every day just to impress somebody or to go into a part of their life that they don't feel like they fit in. The tie is struggling. It's strangling them. The office just is not the corner office they expected and they want to do more. This is the podcast they need to listen to. They're going to learn a ton it, from you. Well, it's uh, it's it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I love being able to connect with like-minded people, and and uh, so I just appreciate you giving me the opportunity to be able to have a conversation with you. Oh, it's so fun. So you started off. I want you to take us a little bit back and uh, and talk to us about your experience first in the world, being in sales, being connecting, learning those skills that your strengths were, and, and kind of. Figuring out that path, you know, the first journey. Yeah, man. So, so being in sales, I've been in sales, you know, I mean, pretty much my, my, you could argue pretty much my whole life. I, I mean, down to having a paper out, you know, as early as sixth grade and, and, uh, and, uh, you know, also doing the whole selling the candy bars for Cub Scouts and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I had my first real, quote unquote sales, official sales job being hired as a W-2 employee, um, working for a call center, uh, selling, you know, uh, it was called Finger Hut. We sold everything from herringbone chains to cooking wear to, you know, you name it, we sold it on the phone. And, and so, um, you know, I quickly realized uh, that, you know, I enjoyed talking to people. I enjoyed connecting with people. Um, I, it was something that, you know, I, I did enjoy doing, I wasn't necessarily the guy that liked to, um, wasn't necessarily the guy that liked to hard close people. I, I found, I learned early on in my career that if you made a friend before you tried to make a sale, um, the sale came naturally. Mm. And so while I was, you know, while I was being taught all the traditional, you know, Ben Franklin clothes and the, you know, the, the multiple choice clothes and, you know, all the different quote unquote clothes that I've been trained on, you know, at all the different sales seminars I've been to, um, I never, that just never fit. It just never fit me. And so, um, but I, I did love, I loved making friends. I loved connecting with people. And so I found really early on that if I was able to do that first, well, that uh, I didn't have to use the hard closes and I didn't have to feel awkward and I didn't have to do what I, you know, wanted to, uh, or what I was, what I was told to do. And so, um, you know, I, I learned quickly that, you know, there is a model for doing things, but that doesn't mean you necessarily fit into a mold. Mm -hmm. Um, There is a difference. And I think we confuse that, that if so-and-so did it this way, I have to do it exactly that way too. Mm -hmm. And, that's well, let me true. stop you. Well, let me stop you because a lot of people say the only way you can be successful is if you follow this model, right? We've proven yeah. this. We're going to save you time if you follow this. You're going to, you're, you know, you're always going to be able to find success. It may take you a little bit, but you're not connected to it yet. Just follow the process, and you'll be successful with these three steps, right? <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I agree with that. I mean, we we teach. Uh, you know, one of the one of the things that we do. Um, we have both an online course that we teach, and we teach this at workshops and and with our corporate clients that you know there we have a sales process. Okay, we have a sales process, and and we have a twelve step sales process that we teach that's that's very effective. But 
what you can't substitute, what you can't try to do is I'm going to have my own personality within that sales process. How I connect with people is going to be different than how you connect with people. I can give you all the, the steps, but there's a personality in there. There is, there's strengths and there's weaknesses. Now, here's the thing. This is what not, this is what a lot of people don't necessarily want to hear because this might, this might rattle a few of the, the marketers out there, but not every model is for everybody. There, there is a model that certain people can live in. Like, uh, you know, somebody might be able to build their business off of networking by going to live events. And I can teach out a model how somebody can build their business, how they could, they can go from zero audience to growing their audience to, you know, thousands of people by going to, to, to events and networking. But if you're an introvert and that's not necessarily your strength, that model isn't going to work for you. Mm-hmm. So there, you have to figure out, you have to figure out the difference between, you have to figure out the difference between, you know, knowing what model works for you and, and also understanding that even when you follow a model, that there is no substitute for you. You can't do somebody else. You can't be somebody else. You know, when I was in the music industry, and and I was I was I was remember I was writing for my first album and I was so I kept looking at Chris Brown and the, the my musical influence at the time was you know Chris Brown was actually just starting to enter the scene, um, but he was a dancer and I loved his stuff so you know B2K was hot at the time Justin Timberlake um, you know Usher uh, and and so I, I took a look at and Neil started to break out into the scene so. I started to take a look at these guys and like, man, they've got all these results. So I need to be and do and act just like them because obviously I'm not as valuable because I don't have those results. So I'm not as valuable. I'm not as valuable to the marketplace. I don't have what everybody's looking for because obviously if I did, I'd already be popular already. Mm -hmm. So then I tried to do right music, be just like them. And I remember going to it. I remember going to a, an audition one time and somebody looked right at me and said, Jesse, if I was looking for another Justin Timberlake, I would have just called him already. Wow. Wow. He says, I'm not looking for another Justin Timberlake. I'm looking for something different. Mm -hmm. I'm looking for something unique. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think that's the, the challenge that we have in life is understanding that we weren't designed to be like anybody else. And in fact, if we try to be somebody else, we're robbing ourselves of exactly what we were created to do. And uh, that has been really what I have been trying to, that's been my message over the last, really the last year as I had a huge awakening, you know, in, in uh, about a year ago that, listen, it's time to stop trying to put on a suit that doesn't fit you. It doesn't matter how many times you tailor it. It's never going to fit because it wasn't supposed to be you. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so I realize hard. that there's so many people that are battling with that. And that's what I want to help everybody else understand. Well, and it's so hard. And I, and you know, so before we recorded this, we were just laughing offline because from a John Maxwell perspective, right, you've come into the team and you have entertained us through your passion of music. And, and we were mm-hmm. laughing at can't stop the feeling and Justin Timberlake and all this connection, mm-hmm. but it's the energy you know, you have followed that path because the music and your soul and your heart and connecting things that you believe in. And it is going to be so important for people to find that, right? Take that into whatever journey that they're in and, and realize it's right there, right? It's inside of you. You just have to break out that mold and say, how am I going to use that for what I need to do? How do I need to connect? And as you said, connect, 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 connect. That's the key. That's the magic, right? That's the magic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the, you know, we, we are, (laughs) there's this constant, whether you're, whether you're a sales professional and you're trying to build your sales pipeline, whether you're in the entertainment industry and you're trying to build your audience, whether you're a, or you're an entrepreneur trying to build an audience, build your tribe. I think the, the, the thing that we're, we're is, is so focused on is I want to build this big audience. Mm-hmm. And so we're doing all these things to build an audience. 
And I know I got stuck in that. It was like, okay, I need to, to build an audience. So how am I going to build an audience? What things do I need to do to build an audience? What things do I need to do to build a sales pipeline? What things do I need to do to, to get people to want to hire me in, in, in the entertainment industry? And, you know, all these different things. And I, 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 it was interesting because, you know, when I ended up having that moment at the John Maxwell team conference in, in August of last year, you know, I had gone to four of the events. I had gone to four events prior to that. And I had barely connected with anybody. I mean, you could argue and say, well, I got some business cards. Business card doesn't mean you connected with anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and so I barely connected with people. And I was doing all the things. I was wearing the right suit. I was walking the right walk or so I thought I was doing all the ABCD steps of building an audience, but it wasn't clicking. And then, you know what? I did everything wrong or so I thought Mm -hmm. I got up there and I, I just was me. I took off the business attire. I, I took off the mask. I took off the, the, I, I, I started to enter into a world that didn't have anything in my mind to do with business. And thought, in fact, I thought, what CEO is going to ever want to have me come in and teach their sales team when they realize that I'm some tatted up, you know, hip hop dancing guy trying to be a business coach. <laughs> but you can use I said, your this strengths. This isn't going to work. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's, yeah. It, <laughs> That's totally true. I, I ignored everything that was me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but the second I got on stage, I didn't make a sales call. I didn't give out a business card. In fact, I didn't even speak about building your business. I demonstrated that it was okay to be a hundred percent authentically you. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, my connections went through the roof. Mm-hmm. Man, that's powerful. I didn't need to build an audience anymore. I just needed to worry about connecting with people. Mm-hmm. And the way that you connect with people is you figure out, you, you realize, embrace who you are and realize that there is, a, there is a, an audience that's already built for you. They're just waiting for you to emerge so that they can find you. Oh, my gosh. That's so true. Rashida Jordan, she's part of the John Maxwell team. And I remember her saying early on, you know, people are waiting for you to show up. And it's until you're ready to be the student when that teacher appears, right? And that person says, they give you the permission to say, it's okay. You can step into that now. Come and show us. Shine. We want you to shine your light. And, And I remember that, you know. And so when you do that, it completely changes your perspective, not only that, but your confidence to say, I've arrived. I'm here. I no longer have to fear getting those business cards to make those calls, to go out and do those sales calls. Because now you have people that see you for what you are and they believe in you. Mm-hmm. Yep, 100%. And, and I think that's, I think, you know, the the, the other thing that, is so important is when you're constantly, when you're constantly trying to be somebody else Mm -hmm. and you're, 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 so I'm an entertainer, been an entertainer since I was three. My first concert that I, that I ever did was when I was three years old, I stood up in front of my home church and sang the books of the Bible at three years old. And, um, I literally went on, a, a citywide church tour after that. Um, I had people starting to ask my mom if, if I would come and do the same thing at their church. And I actually traveled around and did small, you know, little church concerts for about three or four years. And, and what I, what as a performer, as, as a, as a creative uh, person, like we thrive off of the approval of other people. Mm-hmm. And, but the danger, the, the, the danger with that is sometimes you validate your worth through the approval of other people. Mm-hmm. And so what happens is you're so busy running around trying to please everybody else because that's what you think is going to get you to what you want. 
but you quickly realize that it doesn't matter what you do, you're going to upset people. You're not going to get the approval of the people that you want. So you get left being bitter and there's this, there's this conflict inside of you that constantly comes out that says, no matter what I do, I'm not good enough. And then, and then what happens with that is, is you send out that energy and, and, you know, you, 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 you continually find you're, 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 you're so aware, quote unquote, that you're not good enough that you continue to see reasons to prove that to not be true. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so then you get afraid to even be yourself. Mm -hmm. But because you're afraid that once again, if I just, if I just let, if, 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 if I, if I really allow people to see who I am, they're really not going to like me. <laughs> But you've got this conflict inside of you that is begging you to be you because that's what you were created to do. Mm -hmm. why and is so that, there's this gap. Why is that that we always, you know, and, and so many people that I talk to and, and, you know, myself, like you always have this conflict of, as you've described it, it is this conflict of, of self-belief versus what you're trying to prove to the world, but you're doing it based on other people's objectives, other people's design. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't fit, right? It does not fit you because if, until you step into, like you said, when you stepped on stage as an entertainer, as someone that that's your creative spot, that's how you connect through music, through your soul. And people saw that because that was authentic. It was your strength. It was your comfort zone. It was everything that you you could just naturally be, right? It didn't matter what you said or what you did. It was uh, music is a way to bring people together anyway, and you have that talent. And so not allowing yourself to be in that space was, I'm sure, a total conflict for you um, and struggling with it, right? Saying, if I just use this at home, if I just use this with friends, but how do I use that in a professional environment? Yeah, I mean that was that was really the that was really the conflict. And and the thing of it is is that music is such a big part of me. And that's the key, right? It's a part of me. Mm -hmm. And so you've got this part of you that is dying to come out. But you keep trying to shove it back in. It's like it's like if you had a, you know, I I, I have the privilege and honor of having six children, so I have plenty of teaching content. Okay. <laughs> Cause they give me all the content I ever need and they give me all the life lessons I really need. That's, that's hundred percent true. But it, it would be like, it would be like, you know, letting only three of my kids out the door and the other three, I'd say, mm, you got to stay in because that part, I, I don't want them. To, I don't want the world to see you. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's kind of how we treat part of ourselves. Ooh, I don't want the world to see that. But if you take a look at all the entrepreneurs, you take a look at, you know, even take a look at the entertainment industry right now, and everything's changing so rapidly because of how the internet's being used and social media is being used. If you look at the people that are really thriving right now, it is the people that just are not afraid of being 100% themselves. Mm -hmm. The good the bad and the ugly. Why? Because we all relate to good, bad, and ugly. We don't know how to relate to perfect. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why some of the most, some of the most uh, effective videos are unfiltered, rough cut, because it's real. Mm -hmm. And if we, can, if we can really understand, first of all, that real is valuable and that the quickest way to really step into your purpose and to build the business, to have the life, to do the things that you really want to do are directly connected with your ability to walk out and be a hundred percent authentically you. And we can really embrace that and we can give ourselves permission to do that. Not only will your business change, not only will your life change, but now your purpose is going to start to unfold because our purpose is to make an impact. It's never to make money. Mm -hmm. It is. And, and I want you to talk a little bit about Jesse, because, you know, spending time in this music zone, right? The people that you were associated with the, the music industry itself, how, what did that teach you 
just the perspective of, you know, watching people that were, that were ahead of you, right. That were mentors for you, that you were uh, affiliated with, that you got to involve yourself with and learn from. Talk to us about that, that side of life, because many people haven't experienced that. Yeah. I mean, um, one of the things that it taught me was the value of mentorship because it was hard to come by. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say that, uh, I learned, I learned the destructiveness of a poverty mindset. There's a lot of money in the industry, but it's, it's a poverty mindset at industry because it's such a dog eat dog world. There are so many people trying to cut you or undercut you, um, you know, cause they're afraid of you taking their job. Um, and so I didn't really understand the value of mentorship. Um, and, and, and abundance mindset until I got out of the industry. So what I, what I, my experience was, was, you know, you, you, you sat quietly and observed mm-hmm. and, you, you know, the, the second that, the second that you might prove to be equal or, you know, have one, uh, one leg above, you know, the next person, all of a sudden you realize you didn't have a friend anymore. You didn't have a connection anymore. Mm -hmm. So there really isn't much mentorship in that industry. And that's part of the reason why I'm so passionate, you know, about, about working with people that whether, whether they're, you know, whether they're uh, a creative person and they're running a dance studio or, and I still see this today. I still see this in dance studios all over the place where, you know, they're, they're afraid to invite other dance studios uh, because they're afraid that somebody might recruit their students to go to another dance studio. And I, I see this all the time is that it's, it's so closed off and they just have this, they ha- they don't have the right mindset mm-hmm. um, that, and I think because of that, the industry is actually hurting mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because it's, it's, it's not being able to experience and to, um, to, you know, really be able to communicate the way that it should, because in order for, in order for a fuller expression to really be manifested in front of us, it's a community effort. Mm-hmm. it's never going to be a solo effort. Well, and that's so interesting. And, your, uh, your perspective on that, you know, it, being involved in it, you know, you had big names, Justin Timberlake, Rihanna, um, you know, it, seeing that firsthand. And many people would say, oh, you go to a concert or you see something and, and it's different, you know, it's different behind the scenes and it's, everything's a business. Yeah. Everything is a business. Um mm-hmm. But, but to do that be authentically because you're inspired to do it and now understand how the industry works and how you can still use your gifts stepping into something that's unique and inspire people, you know, to encourage them to use their gifts, right? <laughs> that's, yeah. that's what it's about. And, and so if you went back through that same process now today, knowing what you know, right? We always say, if I could go back yeah, and know yeah. what I know now, what would, yeah. what would you change? How would you influence that industry? Oh, my goodness. So first of all, I would stop trying to become famous. Um, I think that was my biggest, my biggest problem in the industry at that moment, at that time, was I was so desperate wanting to become famous because I was looking for validation of my Mm self-worth. And I thought, man, if I could get famous, then I'd feel good about myself. I'd get all the recognition from everybody. But I realized, you know, I've I've been able to travel all over the world and speak to tens of thousands of people sometimes in in, in one venue. No amount of applause are ever going to make you feel good about yourself. It's not until you understand first that you have value regardless of anybody else's opinion. And if I could go back, I would first realize how valuable, you know, I was created to be. I was fearfully and wonderfully made before I even came out of my mother's womb. I didn't need to do something in order to be valuable. I was already created valuable. Mm -hmm. 
And if I could approach things from that perspective, I can only imagine how disruptive that would be while I was out there. Because, you know, you've probably heard him say this before, but Paul Martinelli has said, you know, people will accept what is familiar, but they will eventually respect what is different. Mm-hmm. And in order for you to make an impact the way that you were created to impact, you're going to have to disrupt the norm. <laughs> and I think that if I could have gone there and just did it, not for the money, not for the fame, but for the purpose, and not cared if it was three people that showed up at my concert, because I remember when I when I was touring the when I was touring you know the the United States with my record deal. I remember how deflated I got when I would go to these concerts and there would be ten people that showed up. Because I was looking for validation. I was doing it all out of the wrong place. Mm-hmm. But when we realize that one life is just as important as a thousand, and you're doing it for purpose, not for fame, it doesn't matter how many people show up. You're still going to show up for that one. And I'll tell you, when you do show up for that one and you give that one the same amount of attention, the same amount of effort, the same amount of of gusto that you would if you had 10,000 people in the room, trust me, your tribe is going to emerge and you're going to find you're making the impact, you're getting the fame, you're getting the money that you wanted anyways, but it's coming from the right place. And, that com- and that's definitely how I would have done it really. Well, and that compounds, you know, that part of it will compound so fast because yeah. you're touching the heart then, you know, as John Maxwell teaches us too. It's about touching that heart before you ask for that hand. And and people yeah. feel that. People feel that connection. And they feel when you're in a happy place, right, when you're in your own strength zone in your space, you bring joy to others. And so, and that's what yeah. this world is about, right? Sharing that experience and saying, I want this for you like I have it for me. Yeah. Yeah, and it seems yeah. so yeah. simple. That's 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 important. That's important when you when you show up because you want to build others instead of building your own reputation or building yourself. It's just this this the reverse effect, right? It's it's like like you said approaching things with an open hand instead of a closed fist. Mm-hmm. And uh the the quickest way to get people to to want to be around you is for you to make them feel like they're the most important person in the room. Mm-hmm. And when you can do that day in and day out and give other people the mic, give other people the platform, I mean, you're going to make an impact far more than you could ever imagine because you never know. You might be the only person that made them feel that way. That's so true. You know, I hear so many stories of people saying, you know, I didn't realize the impact that I had or I'm, I'm posting things or I'm trying to encourage people, but I'm not getting a response, right? I'm not getting the response yeah. that I want. And then I think so many times I've heard that story and, and or I've tried to eliminate somebody from social media or from my life that's been toxic. And I didn't. I gave them that one other opportunity. And that's when they really needed to hear my voice. That's when they really needed to connect. That's when they really needed to hear something that I was saying. And so I, yeah. I just, I want to use this time, as you said that I thought into that, how many times I've heard people say, gosh, if I would have eliminated them, if I would have done that, if I would have stepped away, I wouldn't have been able to make that impact. So it's kind of that, that breakthrough, right? We know that we're on this journey but gosh, when we're building the tribe, when we're building these followers, when we're building people that, that we have to just follow our own beliefs. And when the audience is ready, right, the teacher appears, <laughs> the teacher appears and it's that simple. And, and so I want people to just think about all the things that you've said, because if you stay true to what you believe in, the things that you experience you begin to find your way. You, it may look like you have it all figured out, right? I'm sure when you were touring and dancing and, and doing your God-given talent, people thought, you got it all figured out. But many times on the inside, we're still struggling with, do we? How do we connect? <laughs> How do we make this work, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's so true. I remember coming home uh, for visit. 
um, back in 2006 and I had just appeared on an MTV show. And, uh, so I had, um, a bunch of my friends just calling me and blowing my phone up. And of course, everybody wanted to hang out with me and went out and, um, went to some of the spots that I would dance at before I moved out to LA. And I had so many people, I mean, I had literally hundreds of people coming up to me and saying, Oh, we saw you on the TV show. We saw you do this. We saw you do that. What they didn't know is I was still broke. Mm -hmm. What they didn't know is I was still broken because I hadn't figured me out yet. Mm -hmm. I hadn't figured out. I mean, when I was in LA, it was the first time I experienced depression. You know, that's why I, I, I teach people that, that, it doesn't, your, your dream will never fulfill you because it was never meant to there. Your dream is a purpose that you're supposed to, 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 to embrace. Yes. But, but the, the, the thing of it is, is that when we aren't a hundred percent okay with us and, uh, and really see who we are and have and the value that we have, see who we are. I mean, it doesn't matter how many TV shows, it doesn't matter how many music videos, it doesn't matter who you worked with. You're still battling. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. There's that, there's that clash inside of you that is still trying to figure out where you fit and is, is this real or, you know, people talk about the imposter syndrome. You know, I, I was thinking to myself too, like when people would come up and give me a big hug or congratulate me, said, man, I saw you on that Pepsi commercial with Justin Timberlake. And I'm sitting here going, yeah, but you don't really know. I'm still living in a, in a, in a ghetto apartment in, in West Hollywood. I'm still living on ramen noodles and water. I still, I still don't really know who I am. If you really knew who I was, you wouldn't be thinking I was all that great. I, I still battled with all of that, mm -hmm. you know, but it wasn't until, and, and now, you know, you go, I have, I look at that. That was in 2006. Fast forward. It wasn't until 2018 that I got hit upside the head with a two by four. <laughs> when I started to realize my goodness. It was never, it was never about what I had to do or what I was going to do. It was always about who I was. Mm -hmm. What a great lesson. Always about who I was. What a great lesson. How do you, what do you tell your kids now? So, um, you know, when they're looking to you, you're their mentor and, and you've learned so much about life. Yeah. I mean, I think the, you know, I don't, it's so easy to get cliche, but, you know, first of all, I want them to understand that there is no limits and it doesn't always have to look a certain way in order for it to happen. Like even, even what I'm doing now, like I've realized the people that I connect with the people that I, I I'm not necessarily going to be the guy that is going to go into maybe a, a, your typical fortune 500 company and do sales training because I'm going to show up in ripped jeans and a t-shirt and I'm tatted all the way up and down and got piercings. And I'm going to talk in the language that I talk in and not try to do corporate ease and all these kinds of things, because that's not who I am. And so I've, I've now realized that, but I, I don't have to do it that way. The way that I'm doing it now, I, I I'm, I'm having, I'm enjoying it so much more. And and I would have never thought in a million years that I would combine hip hop dancing with sales training. <laughs> Not in a million years. Well, it gets them out of their seat. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, so, but, but that was the problem was that, you know, Paul Marnelli says this too. So many people abandon the purpose because they're married to the plan. Mm -hmm. And they think that the plan has got to look this way in order for that purpose to be fulfilled. And so many times we don't have a clue to the roadmap. I mean, your, your next best guess is the next step. Yep. And so I just try to teach him like, first of all, don't get it into your head, how it's got to look and and, and, you know, first, and, and you, you are, it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter where you, where, you know, your socioeconomic background, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter your current circumstances. If you 
believe that you can do it, then you need to go for it. It doesn't mean you're going to always succeed at everything, but there are so many, even if you don't, there are so many lessons along the way. I don't ever want to tell my kids they can't, you know, I mean, running out in front of traffic and standing in front of an 18 wheeler. Cause my son thinks he's Thor. Probably not. <laughs> okay. But, but you know, I mean, from as, as far as like, you know, as far as, you know, my son, Isaiah, he's, he's, he's five years old. And he comes to me and tells me all the time, he, he's, he's cute. He, we've had to get, we've had to get him washable markers now. Cause he's so, he loves drawing tattoos on his arm. And, uh, He'll come up to me and he'll get all dressed up in his dance wear and he'll come up to me and say, Daddy, I'm gonna I'm gonna dance just like you. And I'm like, Okay, so you're gonna go take a dance studio? You no, 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 I want the big stage. <laughs> Five years old. And you know, the natural instinct in me is like thinking, Man, do you know all the pain I went through to get to that big stage? Mm-hmm. Can you pick something that's a little less painful? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, now I get a chance to be his biggest fan and help him realize that it's more about who you are than what you do and that you'll get to that big stage. It just might not look exactly how you thought it was going to look. So important. So important. Jesse, you've got so much value for us. Uh, you know, this has been amazing. Thinking about your journey, you know, I could really, I wish I could do this live audio and have you dance on your end. <laughs> <laughs> and see how you inspire people, you know, for for teams that say they need you to come in and, and network with them and be able to provide a different type of learning you know, something that doesn't look the same as everybody else, something that's going to inspire, that's something that's going to motivate, because that's what you've done with our internal John Maxwell team. That's what you've done, realizing your purpose and your value in yourself and your family. And so I'm so proud of you, just this transformation of perspective. Uh, and I think for our listeners, you know, understanding that you can have the fame, the fortune, the connections in an industry, but you can still be lonely, depressed, isolated, and not really finding your own journey. And that's so important. It's so important to be able to stop, right? Because the scary part is, well, this isn't really working for me, but if I give up on it, I'm not connected to the people that I think I should be connected to. And so, man, stepping back and taking that, that opportunity to say, I got to do it my way. I got to fit in my way. I've got to show the world who I am. That's really powerful. And, and that's, um, that's to be applauded because you now have stepped into who you were supposed to be and who you're designed to be. And you're shining a light in the world. Yeah. And I think, I think the other thing that is, is, you know, to whoever's listening to this is to understand that there's a difference between hitting the pause button and hitting the stop button and eject button. Mm. You know, um, when my, my record deal failed, um, I thought that was it. I thought the music was done. The dancing was done. I literally closed up shop. And, and although I think that, um, there was some value in me being singular focused, because when I, you know, at that point I was facing bankruptcy, I was again, battling depression, uh, relationships around me were falling apart and I had to get another sales job. I had not been really introduced to personal growth and development until that point. And it was because I was desperate and because I didn't I wasn't getting what I wanted out of life and I wasn't seeing the results I wanted. I was like, well, at this point, I just, (laughs) I need to try something different. Um, And so I focused a hundred percent on personal growth and development, which I got a ton of value out of. But one of the things that I, I have gone through and reflected on 
is some opportunity that I passed up because I, I was still focused on me and I was still focused on the failure. I was still focused on the pain of losing my record deal. And I think had I been at least a little bit more open and realized that I hit the pause button on my, on my music career and not the eject button, Mm -hmm. um, that I could have, that I could have still been able to do who, you know, do the things I love to do and realize a little bit of, uh, realize my purpose a little bit sooner Mm -hmm. than what happened at the John Maxwell team. And, you know, sometimes I think you're going to, you're, there's, there's always going to be a knock at the door. I think when you're off course, there's always a knock at the door. The further off course you get, the longer it takes. I believe that there's this thing called grace that the, the door knocking just gets louder until you finally listen. <laughs> That's so true. You know, and for, and for me, it was these little gentle door knocks, right? And, and, and uh, I, I just, I wasn't listening. And then finally it was like, fine, I'm, you're not going to answer the door. I'm just going to blow it wide open for you to make it so apparently obvious that you're going to be at a point that you're either going to choose yay or nay. And uh, I don't think it has to be that way for everybody. Mm-hmm. I think if we can really pay attention and realize that, yes, there are seasons, but sometimes I think we feel like we need to hit the eject button and we completely abandon our purpose for one reason or another, instead of not getting so extreme and just being willing to hit the pause button, quiet down and ask ourselves, okay, maybe this wasn't the road to take. It wasn't the purpose that was wrong. It was maybe how it was trying to get there. So what other avenues are there for me to still be myself, still do what I'm good at, still walk in my purpose and just change the, route I'm taking to get there. Mm-hmm. So true. And you know, that's where coaching comes in. You know, that's where people mm, that yes. are coaches can help clarify all of that uh, because it's so valuable. If you turn that off, like you said, and you think I tried that, I failed, it didn't work out the way that I saw it. But there are many times that if you just think into it, you journal about it, you talk to somebody else that it becomes a little bit more clear. And you say, I could try this and I'm not going to worry about failing this time because I already failed in your mind. And so maybe doing it a little bit differently, like you said, that's the key and giving yourself the freedom and the opportunity to do that and and not lose sight of, you know, when you're little and I, and I love this, you know, when you're little and you're, and you're thinking about all the things and you sang the songs of the Bible, Right the books of the Bible and you went on tour doing that. So why would you think that that wasn't going to be important to you later in life? <laughs> right. right. That's how it started. Right. And so if we all go mm-hmm. back and we think about our journey of, of four or three or four or five and six and things that, that our families pulled us into or that our friends and family say, you were a natural at that. Those are the things that we need to be tapping into and going, am I still using those gifts to fulfill my purpose? I think that's really, really important. And many people say that was, you know, oh, I was a kid and nobody knew what I was doing. But there are key characteristics that we can take into our adult life and say, if there's something pulling at us that we say, I'm not connected to, I don't feel like I fit. I need to experience something different. Go back and think of those memories and how you were happy and how you were joyful and how you felt like you added value to the world. Yeah. I mean, I've learned, you know, that purpose doesn't know age and, um, your talents don't either. It might not look a hundred percent the way that you, you know, that it did in your twenties. I mean, I'm, I'm 38 years old right now. And as much as I don't want to admit it, You know, I can only flip over people for so long before my back feels like it got ran over by a cheese grater. Okay. So how, how I do it might look a little different as my, as I get older, 
but it doesn't mean that it's still not something that is built in me to be able to make an impact. And, um, you know, so I, you know, I'll, I'll sometimes talk to people about, about that and they'll say, well, I'm too old. As long as you're still, as long as you're still drawing breath, your talents and your abilities and your, they might've been developed with time, but your strengths and all those kinds of things were put in you at birth. So because they were put in you at birth, they're meant to be used until you leave this earth. And so again, we have to ask the question, how, how do I use them? Not when do I stop or when do I start using them? Mm -hmm. So powerful. How do I use them? Jesse, thank you so much for teaching us all the values, your life lessons. Keep dancing. (laughs) Keep dancing. Keep (laughs) showing your energy to the world. Your light is amazing. We feel it. We love it. We want to be a part of it. <laughs> I want to ask you, um, how can people connect to you if they want to reach out to you? Yeah, so, I mean, they can find me on, on you know, on uh, social media, Facebook, Jesse Smith. Um, you can, I have, a, I have a page, Jesse Paul Smith as well on Facebook. They can connect with me there. Um, Instagram's the same thing. Um, so LinkedIn, same thing. Jesse Paul Smith. Perfect. And if you're part of the John Maxwell team, Come to the IMCs. You'll be totally entertained, energized, and and you'll love the spirit. You'll uh, you'll you'll find out why Jesse has his spirit on stage. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so, thank you so much for spending time with us. I just absolutely adore you, and I'm so proud of you. And keep doing what you're doing. Keep pushing people to step out of their comfort zone to find their space and don't fit in. Fit into themselves. Yeah, I just really appreciate and, and am honored that I was able to, to sit and have a conversation with you today. So once again, very much thank you. Hi, I'm Melanie Ake with Everyday Leaders. I wanted to invite you to join my leadership class. It's Life Strategies 101, where I'm going to take you through the everyday 15 laws of growth. It's an amazing journey. It's 15 weeks with me as your personal coach. Join me, everydayleaders.com, and sign up today.